and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. In the month of January, we're going to be bringing you some interesting guests who are a part of the New Life Expo. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the New Life Expo, but it's the longest running holistic alternative, conscious living, new age expo in America, transforming people's lives for 30 years. And our guest today is Joan Cara, and she is going to be one of the people who is giving a lecture at the New Life Expo that's being held in Florida, uh, Boca Deerfield Doubletree Hilton Hotel on February 15th and 16th. And Joan is a psychic medium. She grew up in a metaphysical family and her father had an occult library. Her mother had a prophetic dream and her aunt read from a half a deck of playing cards. So psychic phenomenon was natural and not supernatural. In 1979, Joan had a spiritual awakening and experienced what she can only describe as a light that made me aware of the oneness of all things. It was very healing and forgiving. She was then able to rely on her intuition to solve problems and help others. And like I said, today she is doing mediumship work and working with individuals. And the lecture that she is providing at the New Life Expo is called A Celebration of Life After Death. Joan, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more um, about your background. It sounds like you grew up in a family similar to mine, where, like you said, the um, the supernatural was wasn't it wasn't anything too mysterious. It was just a very natural way of living. Sure. Yeah, my mom had prophetic dreams. She would know when people would be passing away. That's not an easy one because you can't do much about it, and. Every time my aunt came over, she would read the cards and the coffee grinds. So I could read coffee grinds, tea leaves, and I just introduced lipstick kiss readings, which is not lipology. Uh, It's my version because I use the method from the tea leaf readings while looking at little pictures in the image of the kiss (laughs) and uh, example I saw a sonogram and I told the woman I see a sonogram there's a baby coming and she said oh I hope so my daughter just got married last year and that's who we're hoping for I saw a little fist and another pair of lips and the woman I said you fight for things and she said yeah I represent the union and I'm fighting all the time for rights And what it is, is um, it stimulates. It's little pictures. And because I studied uh, both painting and poetry, I already understand symbolism. And then it's a riff where I could um, associate. And a lot of psychic, um, being a psychic, a lot of it is about associations. You see pictures, you hear a voice. I could be at, uh, you know, a psychic fair and overhear somebody passing with two words and that will give me um like an improvisation riff and i'll get information just from that wow so i've definitely have heard of tea leaves before i've never heard of reading coffee grinds or 
uh, kisses or lipstick. I think that's really cool. Now, are the tea leaves, coffee grinds, and the picture of the person's imprint of their lips, is that just a mean for focus for, um, for you, for the medium, um, where, you know, you're just kind of looking at that and that's when images come up? That's a great, uh, that's actually a great observation you have. Yes. Yes, because, uh, you know, when I use the cards, I don't even need the cards. There's very little information. I'm not a tarot reader, so I'm not explaining what the card means. I could do, I always say a great psychic doesn't even need anything, you know. Um, But we we like these little, um, I call them like cat, uh, you know, Felix the cat, the bag of tricks. You know, we could pull something just to get more stimulated. It's also... It's relaxing for the clients. They get to do something with their hands. I get to pause and, you know, look at the pictures that are in my mind's eye. Yes, exactly. Now, I know that you've also um, taught in a couple of different areas. Yeah. Uh, Lily Dale, we're familiar with Lily Dale up um up near Buffalo area, the Edgar Casey Center in New York City, um, also Sedona Creative Life Center. Whenever I go out to see my family in Arizona, I always take a trip out to Sedona. I love it there. Um, and I know you're teaching at the New Life Expo. So what are some things that you teach when you go around to these different places? Well, I have um, traditional psychic development where I'll teach numerology, palmistry, uh, developing your intuition. I'm also exploring um, a forgiveness class, which is very interesting because uh, that puts us, you know, psychics are introspective people, and I do find forgiveness moves energy and gives you healing, and it's not an easy process. And I have one called the Mind Lab Thought Experiments, how thoughts affect us. I even show with kinesiology and we even say something in silence and you see how uh, there's resistance or surrender when we we say something positive or negative to someone. So that's an experimental class, which I'm having fun with. Um, I always try to keep going with trying different aspects of, of teaching. I do have one where I don't just teach you techniques to be a medium, but I teach the history of mediumship. Did you know that Susan B. Anthony and the women's, liber- women's movement were very inspired by the spiritualist movement up in Lilydale? And they, had, they, they were there, um, Susan B. and the girls were there at Lilydale with big crowds, and they said they wanted to be mediums because at that time, The mediums were the first female ministers. They were the first women to go on tour on stage without the accompaniment of a man. Those days, late 1800s, you had to have a man on stage with you. And the mediums at at Lilydale were talking about um, women and children's rights. So it went hand in hand the suffragette movement, and the spiritualist movement. The book is called Radical Spirits. It's a great book because um, we don't realize that this movement, when it was created, was also hand-in-hand with the women's movement. Wow. Yeah, no, I wasn't familiar with that at all, actually. I actually don't think I know a whole lot of history of uh, the mediumship 
you know, mm. of kind of what you're talking about. It's just, it's kind of been a gift, um, you know, in my family as well. And just kind of ran with it over the years in developing my own, uh, you know, practice and business. Um, but yeah, that is really interesting though. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I have yet to actually go to Lilydale and I can't believe that myself. Um, but I have, I know so many of my clients, so many friends, so many people that, you know, travel there because they say it's just such a magical place. Yeah, it's very magical. But I always say when the time is right, it's right. So don't, no pressure. All of a sudden, it will be so easy to get there. <laughs> right. Um, so talk a little bit more about the lecture that you're going to be providing at the New Life Expo. It's called The Celebration of Life After Death. And what are you exactly going to be talking about there uh, in your lecture? Well, I'm, I'm going to talk briefly about myself because people don't have the patience for that when they know you're going to do communication with spirit. So I'll delve into that. And... Um, it's fast paced. I do it in different ways. I'm actually not a trained medium. I had to, um, hmm, some people are, now a lot of people are taking classes these days, but that's not how I learned. I was a psychic and I was reading at a restaurant and the waitress asked me if I ever get names. You know, and I said, no. She said, why don't you try? So I said, well, I see an S to Steve. And then she said, well, then what does he have to say? She trained me. <laughs> and I gave a, a message about love. And she said it was very pertinent because he was in a coma dying. And I got upset. Then months later, I bumped into her. And she said it was her son. He was in a car accident. But it freed me up that if I heard a letter or a name, I would just go with it. Some of the names were unusual. So I'm going to be reading um, the people in the audience, sometimes I say, who do you want? Sometimes I say, I have someone here. Um, I do it my way. And, and when you're in this crazy world of being a psychic, uh, you usually have, you have to have a sense of humor. And also it helps because, uh, people have trauma and, it's almost absurd to be doing this work. And I like to leave everybody with a smile. Um, and there is healing because, you know, I, one of the things I found is people have tremendous guilt. Oh, I had a fight with my mother before she died. She could never love me again. And I tell them, you know, she, you had that same fight for 40 years and she still loves you. That's not going to be, um, you know, detriment and other people, I didn't show up. I was 10 minutes late and my so-and-so died. And that's not important. And neither is, um, uh, some people will go broke just to save and put in storage, everything from their grandparents' house. They don't care about that. So, um, no guilt. You did every, you know, some people said I could have done more and look, the doctors couldn't even do it. So how are you going to do it? So we are going to look at people. Oh, when the last time I was there, it was very funny. I'm describing a gentleman uh, with a limp, and I'm describing his um, his that he's changing his profession. Uh, the, and the, there was a woman sitting in there who was the person giving me, you know, ten minutes, five minutes. She was the one giving me the time. He went to end the lecture. She said. Oh, that's my partner, and he's in the other room. He's doing what I'm doing for the other lecture. Let me get him. She walked out, went across the hall, 
brought him in and he came in with the limp and everybody was like, Ooh, ah, you know, because, um, it was, it was, it was amazing. And, and he verified that he was in the process of changing his career. And I said, don't worry, you'll do a great job. Wow. Okay. So, so your presence there is really more of doing a gallery reading for the audience and having yes, people correct. come through. Got you. So let's, um, let's, ex- and, maybe- and that, I don't mean to interrupt, but yep. in that particular case, um, I believe it was his father who came through, who gave that image of the gentleman. Sometimes you do get the energy of the person, not always just the person who's passed. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's talk uh, a little bit more maybe about what your process is, even though, you know, maybe you didn't have any formal training, there may be some listeners uh, listening into this podcast that maybe can resonate a little bit with some of the same way that you bring spirit through. So how, how does it work for you when you're sitting across from someone or doing a, a gallery reading with a lot of people in the room? How does your process begin? How do you know spirit has shown up? Um, you know, are you more of a clairvoyant? Do you see these visual pictures or hear things? So just uh, walk us through a little bit of what it feels like to be you standing up there uh, doing a reading for people. Well, I just announced I'm an invisible telephone. And if anybody wants to use the line, I'm here. I also get when I'm ready to do it, I see a picture in my mind's eye of a hand presenting yellow roses. And for me, that means welcome from the other side. So I get a welcome. I get, hello, we've come to the party. You open the door. Um, I get it through vision audio, and also sensations on my body. Sometimes I'll feel a little like ting. It's nothing painful, but I may say, oh, I'm touching this area in my heart, and I feel there's um, the person had problems with the heart and may have passed from that. Or the throat. A lot of times I'll even, my voice will get lower, or I feel it's tightening and it'd be like throat cancer or thyroid and um so i get it all different ways and um usually i would say it's predominantly from the right side of my head um so it's all these um you know it's and and sometimes um they're persistent i had one group where I talked to the woman next to me and I talked about there was a gentleman who died in a motorcycle accident. She shook her head no. And then I'm closing the circle and I said, I'm sorry, but he keeps saying he wants to be acknowledged. There's somebody who's close to someone in this room right now who died from a motorcycle accident. So actually the woman who I first looked at about that, who denied it, she said, actually, that's my brother. But I came from my friend's little child who just passed, and I wanted to get the message to give it to her. And I said, well, more than one person comes in. But but he was persistent. I'm not going to let you go until you um, somebody claims me. You know, that was interesting. Sometimes people um, don't raise their hand. They'll later come up to me 
and say I was too shocked <laughs> to, to say that was my person. Um, other times they'll remember later. I've also gotten phone calls saying, oh, I asked my mother who the sailor was with the pipe like Popeye, and, and that was her uncle, but I didn't know him. Um, and many times, which is very interesting, people say, I'll get their grandparent who passed, and they say, well, I don't know them, but I, but I tell them they know you, and they've been watching over you. Uh, so, so that's something they love, because even the grandparents will say, look, this is uh, my blue eyes that you have, or my talent. You're really good at fixing things, and I was very good with my hands. So um, they're very proud of their lineage, the grandparents. So it's interesting. You may not know them, but they know you. Yeah. Now, I've been to quite a few gallery readings as, you know, a participant, you know, just sitting in the audience. And one thing that I have found every time I have gone, even if I am not receiving an individual reading from the medium, there are things that the medium will say that I know I can 100% validate, but it's also a part of somebody else's story. So I've heard, um, you know, some mediums say in the beginning that, you know, when spirit is here, that that may happen, that you can get messages even if you're not getting a direct reading. And do you find that to be true with people that come to your events? And why does that happen? You know, I do have that. And I think it happens because you have so many people that want to be pleased. And there's a almost like it's a shared reading. I had, when I first started, this was really a, a funny situation. I picked randomly six people on stage and I start talking about a hairdresser. I give her name and I, um, and I, the way she passed and three of the six were saying, oh, I know that person. And then they found out that it was a different hairdresser for each person. And it was so crazy. That was my first time with that shared um, situation. And maybe it's, maybe it's very kind of the spirits to see a common ground where they can please more people. Now, of course, uh, people listening to this will say, Oh, that's so general. But when you actually get specifics, not just say, oh, he had cancer, you know, his name is John. I mean, that's very, um, you know, we want something more detailed. But if you get a name like Angelique and uh, she was the colorist and she had um, a blood disorder that she passed away, that that's more detailed. And I'm amazed when it's shared. So maybe, maybe we should just be thankful that they are giving us this collective uh, joint <laughs> message. So maybe it's kind that they're trying to reach out to more people for more healing. Yeah, and I would say to people that, you know, if they um, do go to a gallery reading and, to, and they do not get selected, that you know, I would always encourage people to pay attention to everything that is said within those within that reading, within that hour, two hours, however long you're there at a gallery reading, because 
I think people will probably hear things that can be validated for them that, you know, a person might be standing up there and getting a reading and a person's like, no, I can't, I don't understand what that is. But you're like, wait a second, you know, my aunt had this, you know, and you can validate it, but then this, the medium is still working with that one family or that one person. So I do think that it's a, it's a gift and that it's a share reading because it's also, you know, a collective consciousness that's coming together in one room with the same purpose with the same intent to connect with their loved ones. So I believe that, you know, spirit and consciousness is responding to that group collective that gathers that, that day, that night. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's well said. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want to thank you so much for um, joining us. I know we had a short period of time today to talk a little bit about mediumship and psychic readings, but I loved all these personal stories uh, that you shared. I'd also like to give you a moment before we end to let people know where they can find you, um, what your website is, uh, where you're located, and um, you know other classes that you have coming up maybe in 2020 that you would like to let our listeners know about. Yes, Joan Cara, C-A-R-R-A, Psychic Joan at Yahoo. And the younger generation has a hard time to, 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 writing my name. It's J-O-A-N. It's not Joanne and it's not Jones. <laughs> and um, my website is www.psychicjoancara.net, N-E-T, phone number 203 Five three one six three eight seven. That's the landline. I'm preparing some classes right now. I'm trying to figure out which ones to do. I have some proposals that uh, there's a new center actually in Brooklyn. Oh, really? That, um, I may be teaching maybe in the spring. I am going to do a few weeks in Florida, so um, I'll be there. And um, I'm just setting up. The workshop, so I don't know yet, but I am thinking of doing some. I could always do group, um, uh, group medium work where you can get a few people together, and I'll stop by. I also do a lot of phone readings too, and there's no problem. Some people say, "Is it just as good?" And I said, "Sure." But first of all, I'm not getting any clues. I'm not seeing a wedding ring, how old you are, your health. So um, I find it's very concentrated to do a phone reading. So don't be hesitant about it it's the same accuracy yeah and I, I thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity yes thank you and f just for our listeners um joan is located in greenwich connecticut so that's not too far away from new york here where we are no i do a lot in new york and originally i was based in new york city okay and um you know it's anywhere really you know Half cards will travel, right? Yes. <laughs> well, wonderful. We look forward to watching you work your magic in the room there uh, during your lecture in Florida at the New Life Expo. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis 
this at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out of body experiences and life changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends. That was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon, become a Patreon today, and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today. 